You're listening to Off to Market with Scott Farley and Hamish Chadwick. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Hamish. And today we're going to be talking about messaging, which is a field that Hamish is very good with. So we're going to try and share that information that he has knocked away in his brain with all of you people out there who are interested in Locked messaging. Locked away, gee, eh? So, uh, scary stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the vault. <laughs> I'll see what um, I can dig out. Messaging, can you, can you just explain messaging to us and what it means as far as product placement and, uh, and recognition? Well, okay. I call it messaging. I mean, I, I, I suppose, for, for want of a better term, I do a lot of brand consulting. But to me, message, when it is related to a company or a product, is anything that that company does or anything that or anywhere where that product is seen how that's received by the market so messaging it just depends on what you do so if you're selling a so it's the message that you're putting out as a brand to the general public oh well yes, I'm sorry yeah yep. I should explain what I mean by when we talk about messaging it's the total dynamics if you're looking at uh, you know what is the message of a particular product we're looking at the entire dynamics of that product so how it looks how it smells what, what its price point is what colour is it uh, how people talk about it, that's all part of the message. Uh, so in order to control people, those things... How people perceive it. Well, yes, that, that's exactly Controlling right. That, that is the message. It. But um, if you break it down from what makes a message, it really depends on what that product is because it, messaging a, a message is built up of so many tiny little things. I mean, when you talk about a brand, people often think, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm rebranding. Often that just means I'm getting new colours, new logos, I'm modernising. Uh, for want of a, a, another better term too, whatever that means. That means they're keeping up with a trend. That means that's a that's a strategy in itself too, to, to modernise. I'm no longer old-fashioned. I'm uh, That's I'm, right. I'm a modern product. I'm current. Yes, and that's there's the obviously particular looks and there's particular things you can say. There's even particular language styles you can use in order to, in your market, look modern. Uh, sometimes it's better to look not so much modern, but you uh, get more specific. You want to look, say, more technical or you want to look more trendy now that doesn't necessarily mean modern either so it's all about how you define how you need to look in order to uh, compete in a particular way that's profitable in Mm. your market so there's two types of messaging problem or what i should say is two primary uh there's all sorts of different uh, issues you can run into but the two primary types of messaging problem that companies have is there's a no clear idea of what value you offer so it's a confusing brand so people that use clever taglines there's no clear indication of what the product does or what the business offers. Uh, obviously, they've maybe perhaps got a client base that exists and they know them very well but when they then start to go out into the market to get new clients. There's no clear differentiation. There's no idea of what that company does and we'll come back to that in a minute. And then the other type is people know what you do, however, the perceived value is low. So if you've got a lot of competitors in a market or your branding is creating too much competition, uh, what I mean by that is you... If you have a, a commoditized product or a commoditized, if you're operating in a commoditized uh, industry, so that's where maybe the prices are coming down, uh, there's, a, there's low barriers to entry. Uh, simply marketing with what you had, say, 10 years previous is putting you on a compete with price only footing, which can make it very difficult to, to sell, and eventually you'll just have to get into essentially a price war. But I think the, the, the most interesting one, though, is where there's no clear idea of what value you offer. And I, I came into contact with a company a couple of weekends ago at a trade show, and uh, I was helping a client out at this particular trade show, and we were sitting there, I think for about an hour and a half, where we were facing this company that had a massive uh, stand. It was very colourful, and they'd spend a lot of money on marketing, and we both sort of 
looked at each other at, at the end of the when they were packing up and we both sort of went, went well what, what what do they do like we just had no idea <laughs> and we actually sort of waved them over because they were leaving and they we, we just we simply asked them what, what is it we think you do this and they said oh no 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 a lot of people think that but we actually do x y and z and I said, well, can't you just put that on your marketing? Because all the language that you've used, you even had an explainer video that was running constantly with all these complex ideas and services that you can offer. However, they didn't encapsulate that. So I, I was looking at all their marketing at face value, and it was very, very difficult to understand what it is they do. You think they've uh, overcomplicated it? Well, overcomplicated it through offering... Uh, too too many services. I suppose they were breaking their services down into. Do you think that's because they've internally they they know their product backwards, so they yes they're not looking at it from the, from the new new players' perspective. They're looking at it from that their existing knowledge base. Well, to and to not putting be, all that information down, being over technical, not keeping it simple enough. I diagnose the problem and this is no slight on companies that do this I mean if they see that they've got a problem and want to fix it that's where you need an outsider's perspective to correct it but really all I saw was a lot of marketing that was conforming to a lot of backslapping at a board level really uh, you know the company was looking at themselves going aren't we great we need to push all these different services yes. because that we think this is what makes us great however from an outsider's perspective everyone just walks past and thinks okay I, I sort of get it or maybe I've been using them for 10 years I, I know exactly what they do for me however if you're going out and trying to find new customers the message that they were putting across was so complex even though they tried to simplify it even with the simplification it was the language they were using was far too complex because she walked over we had a quick chat and I said well sum it up what, what do you guys actually do what what value can you provide and what she said in a matter of I think about you know eight to ten words we both had our aha moment and then we started asking more questions about other services they may mm. provide, which they ended up being able to provide. And isn't that interesting? That's a trade show. So you, you, you realise the message is important on so many levels. A trade show is not a lot different to retail. You've only got 30 seconds to pick, to get someone's attention and drag them towards your stand. As well, perhaps. I think, I think really, if you we walk around a trade show, you'd be there all day, you're usually there for you know important reasons, whatever it's tiring you're worn out there's a thousand things to look at but only certain things you're actually going to need to go and check out if you miss that opportunity you're, you're missing customers hmm. and I think that's the great trick with messaging and, and branding is the, same. is the I think people get uh, worried that by having a message that is well especially at that level that is simple and easy to understand will make the company appear to be simple and maybe cheap or, uh, you know, they're not building it up in, in, a, in a way that they want to seem sophisticated within a market. But I think, honestly, uh, in today's world where we've got so many messages around us, and I, look, that's, uh, that's a given, but I think we have to remind ourselves that, look, there is so much visual material flying around in front of us all the time that if we want to come across your company and be able to understand its value, you need to work hard at being very, very simple. I think and that's, Apple, that's a difficult task. I think Apple did that very well. Apple was one of the first companies I know who, who actually went to very simple messaging and it almost differentiated them in the market because everyone else is so complicated. Their very simple messaging stood out with neon lights around it because they're like, well, they've only said four words, but it's so compelling. Well, and that's interesting you say, you talk about Apple because, I mean, I've been using their products for about 20 years now um, and the 
their, where it's critical for their message is within their software and their usability. They've always, especially in the early days, I mean, a lot of the other competitors have caught up now in terms of the simplicity, but the software used to be very, uh, in comparison, sure. very easy to use. They, they were very much in favour of using a mouse mm-hmm. rather than just uh, keyboard inputs uh, with things like DOS. Now showing my age uh, but you know I mean we all grew up with, with, with those sort of two with those two systems and one used a keyboard and one used a, a mouse and it was always the Apple went down the road of just being ultra simple and they've continued that on and that's their message if, if Apple was to some somehow you know for some had a, a, a brain explosion and, and come out with some software which was very complex very clunky very uh, hard to navigate well then that that goes against everything that they they stand for in the market and yeah. that that is their brand is simplicity yeah well, it sounds like it goes across a lot of levels that the message that a company can portray, uh, and it's not only through written matter, but visual, touch, everything. Mm. Every every aspect of a of a company's persona needs to have a single direction. And I think that's again when you when we're talking about every aspect of a company, it's also behaviours. Uh, that, that's another critical area. So if you've got a, a team, even if you're just on your own, I mean, you have to look at how you behave in front of clients. What sort of language use do you use? Do you need to be seen as complex? Do you need to be seen as scientific? Do you need to be seen as uh, simple? As, uh, do you need to be on trend? And I suppose the bigger the company, the more people that you have, you have to not so much control. I don't not like using that word, but certainly guide. You need to be able to say to someone that's going to work for you and your team, especially if you've got a new company, uh, for a new product that you're designing, uh, have designed, is to what? What are the expectations? You know, how are we building this up when we talk to customers? Um, and especially, you know, one, one of your most powerful messaging platforms are sales representatives. So anyone that works for you that represents you, it's amazing how many companies don't take into consideration their brand when it comes to their sales reps. So you know, your brand might say one thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got a sales rep that just goes very headstrong and acts like a bull in a china shop. Uh, has a very hard sales approach in front of customers. Well, is that helping or is that diminishing your brand position ultimately? So there's there's quite a bit to take into consideration there. Mm, excellent, very informative. Thank you, Hamish. That's been uh, that's been great. Nice little insight into messaging and how important it is in directing your company and getting the perception of buyers correct and attracting to your company. You've been listening to Off to Market with Scott Farley and Hamish Chadwick.